This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is your home for the info you need to make yourself a smarter, better. Plus, their Super Bowl special gives you 50% off of their premium data. Just go to betql.co, promo code SGP50. That's betql.co, promo code SGP50. And we're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for the avid sports bettors, providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks. Better Than Vegas, it's like YouTube for sports betting. Make sure to subscribe to our page so you don't miss a pick. Sports Gambling Podcast dot com slash btv that's sports gambling podcast dot com slash btv and we're also brought to you by better edge better edge is the stock exchange for sports bets allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like the stock market the best part is it allows you to bet with no vig that's right no vig and it's legal in 40 states sign up at betteredge.com promo code sgp for a free ten dollar bet that's b-e-t-t-o-r edge.com promo code s-g-p All right, welcome back, DJs. We're here for uh, the recap of the Farmers and the first preview for the Waste Management Phoenix Open, going head to head with the Super Bowl. So the real DJs will be betting on that during the day and hopefully taking those winnings and uh, and go ahead and uh, do all your silly props and uh, outrights on football. This is Boston Capper with the God of God himself, Steve Shermer. Steve, it was a goddamn bloodbath, but let's recap it. Are you ready for this week, baby? Well, I mean, I think we got to get a couple of things off our chest. Um, I'm annoyed. I, I'm annoyed at some of how this, you know, some of how certain players I bet on played. Mm. I'm annoyed at a couple of things that happened that are non-gambling related. Well, actually, are kind of gambling related, depending. Oh, on they're how you definitely gambling at. related. Uh, I'm annoyed at the coverage. Oh, I'm the annoyed mm. at just some of just the overall, some of the takes surrounding, you know, some things we're talking about. And, just, you know, kind of annoyed to how I approach this tournament to begin with. So, uh, I mean, listen, like, you know, we tend to be very honest. Um, yep. Some of my pre-tournament calls were not very good. I had to scramble during tournament, which actually worked out. Okay. Uh, I ended up losing, you know, a little bit and, you know, I, there were some good calls I made. There was a lot of players that I was really high on that. I just didn't really have enough exposure on or bets on. That was kind of frustrating. And the ones that I actually did choose to put my faith in uh, Brooks Kepka, hi, <sighs> to you. Uh, we're terrible. So uh, this is definitely a different tone than what we had last week coming up. Yeah, listen, man. I mean, I mean, you almost, you almost kind of had to see it coming, right? I mean, we called both outright winners uh, the week before, crushed it on all the matchups. And look, like you said, look, hey, listen, our pre-tournament calls, most of them are fucking dead on Friday, right? So that's why you come to the Slack channel. And guess what? We were able to scramble, and and like you, man, like listen, just a small loss for for golf this week. And as bad as those outrights were, and all the money we throw down on top tens, top twenties, and fucking matchups and everything else uh, to start with, to be able to only have a small loss because we grinded over the weekend. Dude, that's what it's all about, man. Look, it, 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 it betting on golf is not fucking easy. It's work, right? No, it and, is. I mean, it's the most variable sport I think you can bet on. And you're betting on stuff that is a underdog plus 300 plus 400 plus 500 plus, you know, 50,000 or so, you know? So, exactly. I mean, listen, like if you come out of it with a small loss, you know, pat yourself on the back, move yeah. on to next week. There's always another opportunity. That's the beauty about golf. It's literally every week of the year. So you have another it, chance it, the next week to get all your money back. 
exactly. It's a beautiful thing. And it, and it is funny. Like, uh, look, our outrights rough. <laughs> yeah, right? like, you know, honestly, most outrights are like that. You're lucky oh, yeah. to have like, you know, if you bet on like five or six a week, you're lucky to have one just in contention. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I agree. And, and look, we uh, like Palmer was live. We, we hit that. And Oh my God. Talk about catching a certain book, fucking sleeping, man. We had our own fucking game stop going. If only the golf gods would have fucking gave us. So for those who aren't in the Slack channel, uh, Steve hit Slack channel. I was driving. He's texting me. Yo, Sunjay is 271 right now. He's two back and about to birdie it to pull within one for the lead. Fucking, I'm like driving, trying to fucking make my bet. And like, oh man, that that would have made a that would have made a very, very nice day. Do you know what he did after all that buzz that we did? No, I know we mushed. The so, do you know where he finished? Uh, I I did look. I can't remember off the top of my head. He fi- he he finished even, right? He finished even for the day. So he finished what, like twenty fifth or twenty sixth or something like that. So he fi- finished T thirty. He was second <laughs> through eight holes. Oh T thirty. Shot forty two on the back. Oh my god, dude! The, listen, I'm talking about mushing them. Oh, I, for real. I mean, uh, like, oh, uh, dude, the liability that they must have had because. Like I like I listen like I told you I fuck I I I tried to put two hundred on it and I was driving so I only put one zero I only put one zero it was twenty and when I got back home and I pulled it up I was like son of a bitch. <laughs> but, well, this is also a book that we're not going <laughs> to name them, but they no. uh, they're not they don't focus as much on golf as probably they should. And no, this not. time they had caught their hand caught in the cookie jar. Yeah, and they left Sung J M who was surging up the leaderboard at their pre-day odds of 270 to one to win a tournament. And they just left it there for hours and hours and hours. So yes, I'm pretty sure that not only us in the Slack channel picked up on it. I'm sure there's a lot of people on Twitter that probably were talking about it too. Oh yeah. And then they finally adjusted it to eight to one. And then lo and behold, Sonji just crapped it. Just shat all over himself. But Hey, whatever. It was a, it was a fun 20 minutes imagining how to spend my fucking, whatever, fucking $20,000 that I was going to (laughs) win. So, I mean, so uh, we're airing it tonight. We're airing it after the tournament. Uh, Patrick Reed wins. Uh, We're going to save the controversy to, you know, a little later, but what what I want to ask Boston copper, and maybe this is just something, maybe this is me personally. Why do we have a blind spot for Patrick Reed in big moments? And it's something I've thought about all weekend long. And, you know, I've, I poured over the data. I poured over how he finishes tournaments, what tournaments he tends to do well on, like what the stats show. And I think I have a take, but I want to ask you first, because you weren't on him this week. Mm-hmm. You were on him last week, I think. Yep. And that didn't go well. I think nope. you're on him at, at the century tournament champions too. That didn't go well either. Why, why do we have a blind spot? For him, is there a particular reason for it? I mean, I don't think so. So, uh, in particularly me, right? So, uh, we've we've talked about this before. I don't hate Reed. I don't like. I'm pretty fucking indifferent to most golfers, right? I just am. Um, if anything, I typically back him just because old staunchy fucking golf guys get their panties in a twist about them. No offense. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and so I typically will back him and I do think he's a big game guy, right? That, and that's why he's on the Ryder cup team. And that's why we always talk about, uh, a grinded out course, uh, is always a course that Reed can win at. And last night at whatever it was, 1am in the Slack channel. And I was like, God damn it, man. Like we should put money on Reed, because he's just going to shove it tomorrow with this controversy. He's going to say, fuck you guys. I'm going to go win and I'm going to make you all very upset. Right. And that's exactly what fucking happened. And 
I don't know, man. I get why his personality puts people off and obviously is his past indiscretions. Uh, and maybe it's cause I'm a Patriots fan that I, uh, uh I'm okay with uh, bending the rules a tad, right? You're not breaking the rules, but you're getting right to the goddamn limit. And uh, typically I'm all right with that. And I get golf as a game of integrity and things like that. But, um, I don't know. Like, I feel like I don't have a blind spot for him cause I am on him a lot. But I definitely missed him this weekend because I just looked like shit last week. He looked terrible last week. See, I think you just hit on it right there. And I don't think it has anything. I'm talking about like the gambling community. I don't think we really care about like if he's an asshole or not. Right. Like, I, I think what golf has evolved into with golf betting, like the advent of fantasy national, a stat database. It is so stat heavy now with how we handicap this up. And what's the one thing that basically rule number one about, you know, bet on golf. Like where does that look at, you know, strokes gain T degree ball striking and Patrick Reed just never shows up well in that. You know, he looks like a guy like a Zach Johnson who isn't really great with the ball striking off the tee or with his approach game, but he puts like hell, you know, he, or like, you know, he scrambles pretty well and he ends up playing at, you know, good places like, you know, Wiley or like right. colonial, like all these like classic golf courses. And, you know, I, I, I think that maybe we think Reed is like that. But then when he shows up to these big demanding tournaments, like here where narrow fairways, deep rough, he's a short hitter that should not favor him or Wingfoot, Same thing. He has 80 80 squirrely off the tee. Yeah. Oh, he's totally square. That that's a terrible combination for this golf course too. You're short and you're not hitting fairways. (laughs) And like, if you actually look at what he did this week, like if you look at his numbers off the tee and approach it, they're basically mediocre. It just yeah, like led the field in scrambling right. and he putted, you know, lights out. Lights so out. what do you make fucking uh, how many, uh, uh, what was it? Birdie today? It was like 46 feet. Yeah. Like, or mean, is Eagle rather than Eagle. Birdie. So yeah. Yeah. So for the, for the, for over three rounds, he only gained about 0.4 strokes off the tee, gained a quarter stroke with his approach. I mean, that, those aren't very good numbers. I mean, they're fine, but like, right. not but they're not like, Oh, he's going to run away with this tournament. With, by right. But he gained almost three strokes. strokes combined around the green and putting. Yeah. So, I mean, we talked about this like moldatory pines, like the Brant Snedekerk mold, right? Where, listen, they're not great ball strikers, but they ham and egg it around there. They just scramble their asses off. They put their asses off. And that's what he did. But he also does it. I mean, that's not supposed to be repeatable. Like, and he repeats it at all these different tough golf courses. So maybe it's with him, you just kind of have to throw out the stats. Like, you kind of have to just have to look at like the golf courses that are just his golf courses. And, you just, just throw your, you know, caution to the wind. Just yeah. you know, put your faith behind it. Yeah. Look, uh, look I, I, I think you're right. Right. So uh, it's like how we talk about other athletes. Right. Um, so obviously the, I have a, my, my guys like Ortiz, right. Brady. These are guys who have intangibles that people say clutch doesn't exist. It's bullshit. It clearly fucking exists. Right. If it happens time and time and time again, under the same situations, like Brady, like, all right. So he threw three picks right last weekend. He still won the game and you go back through his playoff logs. It's not about throwing the picks. It's about how you react to throwing the picks and overcoming it and not letting it swallow you whole. Right. Cause if you look at, I hate to keep talking about Brady, but like, like, I mean, look, I mean, it is what it is, right? He throws all these fucking picks and you look at any other stat sheet and every other quarterback who does something like that loses, but Brady wins. 
because he's got the grit and the grind and the mental fortitude to push through and not let that own him and still get the big throw when he's done. Right. And so golfers like Reed, especially man, I, I should have shoved, but like I said, like I put a little bit on him. I didn't even tell it in the slack cause I was so ashamed. Right. But I could just feel it. Right. I can feel a guy who is like, all right, you want to say I fucking cheated. Fuck you. I'm going to go out and run away with this shit tomorrow. Right. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean that, that, that was, that was my feeling after Saturday. And I guess we can just get into it right now. The yeah. quote unquote cheating scandal. And I mean, I know when I, did you, were you, you were watching, I was watching it live. Yeah. Okay. So we all saw it bounce. On <laughs> yeah. TV. We saw it bounce. Yeah. We saw it bounce. We saw it bounce. And so the fact that I, I think there was a shock at first that when he was trying to get an embedded wire, it's like, well, the ball bounced right, and it bounced only like a foot in the air down. Like, how is that possible? So, I mean, when you, when you take the, what actually happened where, and, and Mark Immelman went on the CBS podcast and explained because he was following the group around, right? It was right into the sun. They couldn't see right. The volunteer did say, no, it didn't bounce. You could hear her say, didn't. no, I did not see it bounce. It's right. clear as day. So, you know what? Like, I mean, I can see that Patrick didn't know that it bounced where I have a problem with Patrick. And I, and I actually have a problem with Rory too, on this respect is you're trying to decide if the ball is embedded. There is deep rub. You cannot, you can't see what's going on at the bottom there. Right. And there's a question of the ball is embedded that you pick up the ball before official comes over. That, that is what I have a problem with. It, I mean, it, like how, how is that? How is that acceptable in golf? And apparently the rules guy they brought in on the broadcast were like, oh yeah, it's fine. Like, you know, it's a yeah. about it, you park it, and then you pick it up. And you pick it up. And so I'm like, these guys like aren't putting their thumb into the soil, like creating these embeds or like taking their like foot, like they're the Rick James, of the Chappelle skit, you know, scuffing up Charlie Murphy's couch. <laughs> like are, are, okay. we're really, we're really trusting these guys. And like, I, I understand there's like with golf, there's an like air of integrity, you know, it's like a gentleman's right. game. And that's the but problem. The, the but problem that's the problem. With, but that's the problem. That, yes. Right. The problem is, is that Reed who did it, who took it upon himself to remove ball when no one fucking trusts him. Right. For clear and obvious fucking reasons. Right. I don't even know his college backstory. Like I, apparently some shit happened in Georgia. I don't give a shit like uh, whatever, but apparently this shit is that that cloud has followed him since then. Xander threw some fucking shade on him tonight. As you shared, uh, holy shit. Like that dude is hated. Like, and so maybe, maybe he's just gone. Like he, I feel he's already gone. I'm stuttering all over myself for Christ's sake, but I feel like he's already gone like full Scarface. Like here comes the bad guy. Motherfuckers. Fuck you. Like, I don't care about sponsors. I don't care about shit. I'm going to make my money winning and placing in tournaments. I don't give a shit what you think about me. Well, that's, and I, I mean, kind of respect, I kind of respect it. I mean, his wife basically does it. He, she runs the burner account. His, his, his wife is, his wife is terrifying. Yes. His wife is an alpha <laughs> and, uh, is probably is the one behind a lot of the reasons Patrick Reed. Really hey man, listen, but uh, listen, I don't, I don't know the dynamics between him and not talking to his fucking family or what have you. I don't care, but dude, that is a ride or die bitch. Like we should all be so lucky to have a fucking wife who does that shit, man. I'm telling you right now, like my wife's a ride that I bet she'll cut somebody for me. I know she will. <laughs> right. And I, for a fact, <laughs> right. And so that's just his wife and she's protecting her man. Like we can't hate on her for that. Like no. whatever, man, she respects her husband, loves her husband, wants him to do well. And anytime somebody throws shade at him, she wants to fight back. Good. That's awesome to have somebody like that in your corner, man. 
here's my last point on this. And it, it comes back to what Patrick Reed said in the, in the post uh, round comments he made. So when he saw the video, he said, yeah, it, it's very unlikely if a ball bounces going to embed, then right. what the hell embedment did he feel there? Yeah. And so that's, that's the question, right? And that's the biggest, that's the biggest. Did it just happen to land in someone else's embedded ball mark? Yeah. It's, 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 it reminds me of like my cousin Vizzy, Vinny, he's interrogating the guy about instant grits. It's you know, grits. It's his stove just like defying physics, physics by <laughs> allowing water to soak into a grit in five minutes. Are you telling me that you did real grits or instant grits? No, <laughs> It was instant grits. It was, he was instant grits. <laughs> My cousin so, Vinny, very underrated. And listen, we'll get we'll get to some air grievances movie wise here once we get to that. Uh, but yeah, listen, whatever. The cheating scandal is what it is. Okay, like it, it was definitely shady that there wasn't intention there. And then somebody on PGA Radio today, when I was driving around picking up one of my kids, um, said he even palmed the ball, and like. When he picked it up, you know, like if you pick it up when you're playing with your boys, you're like, hey, man, look, it's embedded. Like, come look, right? And you hold it with two hands. Well, he fucking apparently palmed it <laughs> to, like, I guess, get dirt off or whatever, just in case they didn't call it embedded. Listen, a spade's a spade. He pushed the rules. The rules were in his favor. He didn't see it bounce. Okay. He probably knew, hey, I'm getting away with one here. But, dude, there's fucking a million and a half dollars on line. If any of you cocksuckers out there don't think you would do the same fucking thing, you're fucking lying to yourself. Yeah. I'm telling I mean, you right. at the end of the day, too, what he went by four. I guess yeah, exactly. So thank God. Thank fucking but God. It's it's more the fact that this happens and this continually happens to one person. And it's yeah. Patrick. Like that, yeah. that's a problem. Yeah, I get it. But at the same point, like at some point, you know, if you're the if you're the guy in the neighborhood who has, uh, you know, whatever, he's got like a violent history or like this is the kid who like sticks up people and does stuff like that. Anytime a robbery is going to happen, you go look at that kid, whether he was there or not. Right. It's just a reputation thing. And it, all of it might not be fair. Right. So maybe that's my own persecution issues. And maybe that's why I like fucking, maybe that's why I back read. I don't know. That's some deeper shit that we don't need to get to on the podcast. Um, but let's get to some other shit. Let's, uh, let's talk about who's dead to you. Cause I'm sure there's a long list. Oh, there's a fucking, yeah. I mean, really like, I mean, honestly, if we want to start off the jump, like out of golf, like you might be dead to me. Fucking. Why is that? Are you, are you serious that fucking you think what movie did you say was better than Goodfellas? So it's okay. Let me refine the take. Please. Clumsy. <laughs> Goodfellas is a better movie. I won't, I will grant you that. Okay. I find the Irishman more rewatchable. Oh, so I, so I, I disagree with that too. Okay. First of all, the Irishman's fucking nine and a half hours long. Okay. okay. Um, and, and listen, I am the, I'm a huge mob guy, right? Like I, I'll, I'll show, I'll put it out. There's, 50 books behind me about mafia shit. Goodfellas is very realistic, very well acted. De Niro was great. You don't like Leota. Leota was fucking money in that movie. Dude, Leota was money in that movie to play Henry Hill. Have you ever, have you ever listened to like Henry Hill talk and how he acted? Yeah, I, I and, have. I, I've seen Henry Hill talk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, he's got him spot on. He really does. And Pesci was great in that movie. Goodfellas is the best movie of all fucking time. Period. End of story. Like, I mean, it's, no the Godfather, it's the Godfather, but no, the Godfather is definitely not the best fucking movie. Right. Godfather my, my, is, right. my, my, my problem is not with Joe Pesci. I thought he was great. I thought, yeah, it was, you know, Robert De Niro was great. You know, I, I thought, you know, Henry Hill's wife, whatever her name is, you know, right. I thought she was great. My, my problem is Ray Liotta. I mean, Why? he has, he has two speeds in that movie. It is, oh, well, you know, we paid off the cops and then they did this and then, oh, come on, Karen. That's really his two speeds of the entire movie. He has two ranges and he's talks the entire fucking movie. He's the so fucking he, narrator. 
Yeah, I know that. So it is irritating for me when I don't like his acting, I don't like how he portrays Henry Hill, to hear him continually talk over and over and over and over. I find it grating, and I find it unlikable the more times I watch it. And where the Irishman, listen, is Robert De Niro perfect as you know Frank Sheehan? No, he's not. He's and, the, he is, and the whole movie's historically bullshit. But you, but you compare the weak links between Goodfellas, which I find is Ray Liotta, who, by the way, name five Ray Liotta movies after Goodfellas. You can't probably can't. Oh, his I career absolutely. wasn't very good. I absolutely so there probably is a reason why. And then Ray, Robert De Niro, who is the weak link. I mean, still Robert De Niro. And then he yeah, Joe Pesci was really good. I thought Joe Pesci, great characters. In that movie. Joe Pesci was great in the Irishman. Great. Yeah. He should have won a fucking Oscar. I thought Pacino was good uh, as well. So, yeah, but, I, but I mean, listen, I thought I thought both have really good supporting characters. Like I love Maury in the Goodfellas. In Goodfellas. Yeah. I thought he was great. But like the weak links in them are the main characters. That's a flaw in both movies. But I, so, so I, don't view, I don't view Leota as a weak link at all. And I don't even view De Niro as the weak link in The Irishman. For me, The Irishman, one, it was just too long. The old, the, it was kind of, the CGI shit was kind of weird for me. Like, like once I got used to it, it was okay. But like, couldn't we have just picked some young, like uh, other fucking actors who could have played them earlier and then brought them in? You know what I mean? And then like De Niro stomping out that guy out front with like the 75 year old man kicks. Ugh, like I just, like I just, I was like, what is happening? Christ, you can't get a stunt double for that. Like, yeah, or how he throws a gun to the river. Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> like, and just, it's just the historical inaccuracies of it. Somebody who's like a mob, like a, a, an amateur mob historian, right? Like, fucking, like I know way too much shit about the mafia than any normal human being should. I grew up reading those books. That's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a gangster. I wanted to fucking. That's what I wanted. Right. All right. Too bad, fucking Irish. All right, we're we're gonna agree and disagree. How about golf? Who's dead to you with golf? So, I mean, English has got to be dead to me. He has to be like, it took me forever to get on the fucking train with him forever, forever. You fucking browbeat me into fucking da 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 forever. And I finally get on him and he has, he hasn't won me a single cent, a cent, a cent, not a, not, not a fucking red penny. Like this guy is fucks my DFS lineups every time I put him in, and anytime I bet him in a matchup outright, and now I put him in a fucking one and done, and he's the worst golfer in the fucking field. Well, he wasn't the worst golfer. We'll get to him. Yeah, fine. Worst golfer that I had. Okay, okay. fucking terrible. Like I don't know what to make of him. Like, it, it, like it, he looks so good, and I was off of him. Guess what? I was off him, and he's good. Like maybe it's just me. Maybe I just maybe me and Harris English should just separate, right? Like he's on the boat. Okay. For the good of the gambling community, that might be for the, the good idea. of the gambling community. Yes. I won't put any money for, on. for the good of me who loves betting on Harris English and doing yeah. you know Harris English related things. Yes, I don't think maybe you should. You know, I don't think he's dead. I, I don't think he's dead to me, but he's on the dock, right? So we talked about this last week, right? The boat, you get taken out to the boat, you get put out to pasture like Fredo Munoff. Watch the goddamn movie, and um, yeah, he's on the dock right now. I mean, as far as like dead, dead to me, I don't know if anybody is completely dead to me. I already killed Hideki. I wasn't on him this week. He played like shit again. Somehow this cocksucker makes the fucking cut though. Right? Like he made the cut this week, right? He did, but he cost me a matchup doing it. Like fuck. Like, was- like, it, it, Phil Mickelson. I want that motherfucker just to go away. He ruined $600 for me on fucking Friday. So he could fucking make the cut and then play like shit over the weekend. Like fuck off. Go play in the senior tour. Like well, apparently go. the execs of PGA tour live uh, declare that he's worthy to get shut down our throats. All why, why is he on? Seriously? I don't uh, like that. The coverage, the coverage is dead to me. What the fuck was CBS doing today? Fucking felt like 45 minutes of Jim Nansen 
every CBS personality that has nothing to do with anything, fucking giving the Patrick Reed take. Like somebody said, it's like you give a split screen fucking for a half hour every hour. You can't split screen this shit. People got money on this, man. Fucking show me what Adam Scott is doing. Show me what everybody else is doing. I don't give a shit what your take is for Patrick Reed. The news is 24 hours old at this point. Fuck off. Like, Jesus Christ. Uh, dude, that, so, that, so, that, so with CBS – so they got a new executive producer and they kept saying, well, there's going to be a lot of changes. We're going to have new camera angles, new stuff, new graphics. And there were a couple of new graphics that were pretty good. But I mean, honestly, this was the same shit from CBS all the time. They love framing stories of a tournament instead of showing the tournament. And what's really bothering me about CBS is we, there's a couple of guys who live over in England and over in Canada, and they had different broadcasts than us. And they were talking about how like their broadcasts are. And like one guy's watching Sky Sports or had been the commercial, the Canadian golf channel didn't have a commercial. In 45 minutes, first of all, CBS went long because of the college basketball game. And they didn't show the broadcast on Golf Channel. They just showed PG Tour Live, which whatever. I mean, I'll, I'll it's better what they were used to. They used to throw it over to Golf Central. Right. But they came on the air at 317 PM. They talked about Patrick Reed for 15 minutes without showing a single shot about what was going on. They went to every single personality, get their take. I mean, they didn't get Phil Sims. I was surprised he didn't pop up in the, on the telecast and give his take about it because he's a CBS personality, but they spent 15 minutes doing that. Then they showed four shots. I would have broke my TV. If Phil Sims came on my TV, I would have broke it. Yeah. I would have, I would have, my wife was asking me, she was like, why are you so mad? I was like, because I don't care about this anymore. Like I need to watch fucking what's happening. She's like, God, right. So in all, in 45 minutes, they showed, since the broadcast came out from about 3.15 to 4 o'clock, they showed 26 shots, most of them short putts. Oh, my God. That's it. That That is pathetic. Yeah. It's pathetic. I, 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 I it's unacceptable. I, no, it's, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Like, I literally put my earbuds in and put Sirius on uh, from my phone. So I could at least hear something that was fucking going on. And the serious app on your phone, well, I love it. Okay. It's at least fucking two minutes behind. At least. I, and I feel like that's being nice. Like, I feel like it's very behind. All like, right. So thankfully we get NBC next week who, listen, they're not great, but they're 10 that times better. Jesus yeah. Christ. I mean, at least we got David Faraday. Give it back to Fox, dude. Give me Joe Buck. Listen, as much as I hate that motherfucker, like, whatever. I can't, I can't, I can't deal with the CBS shit. It just, it seriously, like it makes me listen to me. Listen to me. I, I am. I, this, how many hours ago was this? This is six hours ago. And I'm still getting this upset about talking about it. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, Fo- Fox and ESPN are very good with their broadcasts. NBC is fine. Yeah. You know, fine. is what it is. I'm fine with CBS is physical. constant, constantly terrible. Oh, and it's still so going to be terrible. Yeah. So it's never going to change. So. All right. You want to do a report card? Yeah. Let's do it. All right. So $10,000 range. So this is the ownership percentage. I got it from the dollar GPP. That generally tells me what the public is basically on. You know, you got a lot of guys who basically just want to throw in 50 entries. You know, it's not totally high stakes, but I mean, I think it gives a pretty good accurate representation about where the market is. So overall, the $10,000 range in DraftKings, fairly good. I mean, the only guy that really consider a boss would be Rory finished 33rd in scoring whatever that, I mean, that that's not going to kill you. Like a couple other guys we'll talk about really killed you. But <laughs> listen, Rory was, you know, he finished 33. He had a really bad Sunday again. I mean, same old Rory, right? Like he was in contention yeah. in contention. And, but you know what it was, he didn't even melt down. Like what he only had two bogeys for the day. 
So now, it was, he, he it, had a really stinky double on the back. That was pretty yeah, bad. He did. I know. I needed that. I needed that to be a single bogey to cash and thrive. Um, <laughs> so, but like, it's just the same thing with him. It, he, he doesn't, he doesn't know how to, he doesn't know how to like finish. You know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah. So, so there were three guys over 20%, you know, you had Rom, uh, the whole narrative that Xander was going to be popular. Uh, that wasn't true. He got no, 20%. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, he was great. He broke the narrative of that. He can't play Tory pines, which oh, wow. kind of hinted, we kind of hinted that, but well, he, he made the, he made the cut on the number. That's right. And true. then he turned it on on the weekend. Yeah, right. He so cost me, he cost me my Rory over Xander matchup that would, that uh, only added to the misery of, uh, <laughs> well, dude, I got, I got lucky today with, uh, with Rory with that double on, was it 15? Right. And, cause I, I, cause I, I texted out this morning and I was like, man, fucking Adam Scott plus plus one fifty against Rory. Like I, you know me, I'm not a big Scott guy, but that number was wrong. And then it was not wrong until literally almost the end. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. I was like, yeah, why so, does Vegas know this? Yeah. So you had those three guys, uh, you know, <laughs> Finau had about 15% ownership. He was great. Finished third yeah. in story. And then Patrick Reed, who no one was on. Nobody was on 7% ownership. Oh, no. Wins the tournament. Yep. So, I mean, honestly, we already kind of beat Reed to death over, you know, how to go yeah. move forward with this. Yep. I don't think there's really any takeaways with the strange. I mean, all what about Rob? Fine. What were your takeaways with Rob? Do you think you see equipment well, change? I, I, the ball striking was fine. The putter is a problem. Oh my God. It's a nightmare. And that's, that's something that really carried him last year. He was one of the better putters in on the PJ tour and that's gone away. I mean, he didn't put well in Kapalua. It didn't put well this week. So no. That's something to really look out for it. Can you just get the spider back from TaylorMade, please? Like, can can we do that? Like, what the fuck? No, because they were even talking about they were even talking about it on the broadcast. They were like, "Hey, listen, he switched clubs, but it's basically the same exact shaft, fucking same loft. The only thing he changed was his irons to get a little more spin. It's basically the same weight. So basically, like, it's just the stamp, right? I mean, like, really, it's just the stamp. Put putters aren't made the same. No, I know yeah. putters aren't, but I'm saying as far as like irons and drivers and things like that. Yeah, and, th- and those have been fine. Right. So exactly. I, I'm not. So that was just a stamp. So fucking Christ, man, just go get the t- whatever title is, make he's it look Cal- like it. He's Cali guy. He can't. Ugh. So can't gross. do it. So I, I don't think there's anything else to say from this range. Let's move on. Uh, the nine thousand dollar range was a shit show. Disaster. <laughs> yeah. So you had Hoblin. We both really, well, I really liked Hoblin. I think you liked Hoblin. Yeah, I liked Hoblin. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's second and first time. He was great. The next close guy was Sungjae, who we talked about <laughs> was out of it. Yeah. And then went a huge heater and we all jumped on a 271 and then completely imploded on the back nine. He finished 23rd in scoring. Other than that, it fucking is three missed cuts. Fucking nightmare. Nightmare. Uh, no, wait, no, wait, no yeah. Missed four, cuts. Four, three missed cuts and a withdrawal. And we had Hideki who made the cut, who was my big short for the weekend. Everyone was on him. Oh, you know, in this kind of thing, he had about 18% ownership, but he was talked about nonstop. He was yeah. pretty much a consensus first name out of everybody's mouth in 9,000. He was terrible. He was the same Hideki as he always was. So, um, you know, we talked a little bit about Harris English said to you. Yeah, he is. I'm, I'm really, how about this? Can you talk about Matthew Wolf? And then I'll cover Kepka. So <laughs> t- yeah. tell you about Wolf. I mean, you said some pretty horrible, heinous things about him. Well, cause what the fuck, man? Like seriously, like there's zero chance. Like, cause I, I even rewatched that shit later that night. Like uh, me and Tommy was sitting around playing cards with the wives. And so we had the golf up again, like rewatch it. And I'm like, oh man, look at that dainty hand. Like he certainly doesn't look, he's gripping that fucking that club, right? He certainly has a fucking hand injury. My dick, like he's hitting that shit out of the rough. Perfectly fine. He makes it an excuse, a mental fucking midget. Like w- I don't understand how you 
don't have the intestinal fortitude to get back out there after the course kicks your ass one day to get back out there and try it again. Like what the fuck? Like it makes me it, like, Dude, like you said, like, uh, there's plenty of other people who got their dicks kicked in that day, and they still went out, and they still fucking played. And some of those guys made a cut on the number. You could have done the same thing if you went out, because that's a guy who can have a scorecard with nothing but circles and squares on it, right? Like, I mean, literally, like circle squares and and double circles, right? This is a guy who can do that. And I don't know, man. Like, he's just – I just don't I, – I can't trust him anymore. I mean, I so, can't. So my takeaway with Wolf is – I think we have to keep this in mind for the U S open is so they did some bunker work that pushed out the bunkers about 15, 20 yards. And now Wolf can't carry that. And you saw some of these bunkers, like they're oddly shaped, like they're puzzle pieces. They look kind of stick out. Those lips are mean, bro. Yeah. And it's really heavy sand too. And like, sometimes the ball doesn't really sit very well. And then you don't really want to be there. And it's also a problem with him too. It's not just the golf course and that he can't keep a drive on the planet. (laughs) <laughs> and he still can only hit the ball right to left. Yeah. Like that's, that's a problem. Like if he goes to a golf course where he can hit over the bunkers and you know, it's not as penal rough, like then that's fine. But you know, I, I, I went in thinking like, listen, he'll hit in the rough. doesn't matter. We'll just do what he did with Wingfoot and no. And, and oh. his driver has been a problem since the Shriners last year. He just, he is having a ton of trouble just hitting the ball straight. Like it's fine. If you're a little offline, like Bryson hits a far, hits a relatively straight, like right. DJ hits a far relatively straight wolf is all over the place. Right. And he has no control over the drive right now. And it's just, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I think I still think playing him as like an outright, if the price is right is okay. Just because the ceiling's high, but like DraftKings matchups, yeah. no, Nope. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, and, until there's, until there's a course that fits that shop shape, like you said, the left to right and maybe a weaker field, like, uh, and I don't know what you want to do about your boy Brooks. Uh, I, I, I don't know. He's, he's a mystery to me. I'll let you, I'll let you talk about him. It's uh, I need to take a break. Yeah. I, we, I was, I watch a lot of Brooks I know, me too. this weekend. It wasn't great. And it, he doesn't have it. No. So it, it, it. I don't know if he's so injured. I don't know if the club change or the off the course stuff is messing with him, but like he's hitting, he's hitting, sh- he's hitting shots that I just don't usually see him hit. Like he's missing with his irons. The driver just doesn't look like he has any pop off the tee. He couldn't even break the driver. That's how bad it's going for Brooks. He no. act like that. It still didn't snap. It's just <laughs> like, I, I really thought like, like, why would he play this tournament if he didn't want to play well? Like, he played the Amex, clearly just shake off the rust. But he actually had a purpose this week. He's actually playing next week now. Like, I like what what are we doing here with Brooks? Like, is like is he? And that actually speaks more to like desperation right now to him. Like, he realizes that hey, like I'm not making a ton of money and I'm not making the next five points. Like, I need to pay these crappy terms. I don't usually play. Is the confidence just gone with him? Like, it's. Yeah. Brooks doesn't I, I, seem like a guy who's going to lose confidence like that. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we don't really know what's in these guys' heads half the time. So. No, look, I, look, I, I, and you're right, right? A fucking armchair psychologist, right? But I mean, dude, dude's got fucking hardware in that trophy case, right? Comes off as cocky as shit. But listen, I get it. Like, I still come off cocky when I know what the fuck I'm doing sometimes, right? So right. I can only imagine what a major trophy would do for my fucking confidence. I would right, possibly so. be the worst person on the planet. Yeah. So, I, I mean, <laughs> at, at this point, I mean, I hate 
jumping off a guy when the market is just already bottom of the barrel. It's usually when you want to jump on, but I yes. just, I can't. So, all right, we're, we're running long. Let's, let's, let's zoom through this. Uh, $8,000 right. range. If you went chalk this week, chalk, you, chalk, you chalk. Big yeah, exactly. Uh, Scott Palmer's Altor is the most popular players, $8,000 range. They were all awesome. Uh, Adam Scott and Ryan Palmer were the chalkiest plays. I think of the week, everyone had them for outrights. Everyone said uh, an $8,000 range. They were the guys who they thought were going to be not popular that like, Oh, you know, when they say like, you know, the guy I really like is Ryan Palmer yeah. and that ended up being right. Um, yeah, that's the guys fine. who were also popular, you know, right below that Horschel, which somehow had 16% ownership. I didn't like him all week. I don't understand why he was getting talked. To yeah. Him. We talked, we talked about that in Slack. We were like, hold on. How's this happening? And I even had you talk me off. I remember I was like, Hey, listen, I have a problem. I don't know. I don't like Billy Horschel <laughs> and I'm stuck. And these are the three golfers and you yeah, had me go, it was, and you I had had me go Yeah, exactly. That yeah. worked out. Perfect. I mean, it worked out great, except the rest of my golfers, uh, yeah. my DK sucked. So, but yeah, listen, you made the right call on that. And Louie did, Louie did fine. Right. I didn't think it, I didn't fit his course, but Bubba, no day. No, like, yeah. And Cam Smith went from fourth oh, to fuck Scott Christ in one day. Oh my God. That, he, he got, I think he was unfortunately like if he started on the South course, I think on the first day, yeah, it'd be probably a lot better. I mean, he just, when the wind is blowing that much on South and it plays 8,100 yards because it was pretty inch, Yeah. He had no chance. So and that's, and that's, why, and that's why he's not dead to me. I'm giving him, I'm giving him a pass for the weather. I'm giving him a pass. pass. All right. So I, any so other takeaways on the ticket booth for the day or takeaways? I think, uh, um, you know, I mean, Siwoo didn't play well, Ricky's well, Ricky. Yeah, Ricky's right. Leishman's our range. Listen, Leishman's still being steady. Steady Eddie Leishman, man. He was. He was better on the weekend, so he was. Yeah. He was a lot better on the weekend on the tougher course. Seven thousand dollar range. So the chalk was huh, Davis, Woodland, uh Christ, uh Connors, uh Powell the third. I mean, those are the yeah, I mean, for the most part, Chalk did pretty well. I mean, the yeah. top the guys with the most ownership, there weren't really too many busts. I mean, Charles Howell terrible. High James Hunt, terrible. Grio is bad, but I, most of these guys here finished at least inside the top 15 scoring. You know, it's a lot of guys that were, we, you know, had fit the mold of like, you know, big bombers, you know, you know, you got, that's your Cam Davis's Gary Woodlands, you know, Corey Connors played a little better than what I thought. You know, I Me think too. That's, pretty, too. that's encouraging coming into Phoenix. So golf course that I think is a much better fit we'll, that we'll get to. Yeah. I know Co-Crack was pretty good. You know, Burns was good before he melted down and cost me oh, what a full payment on top 20 today. You know, oh, did where did he fit? I thought he dude, I thought he was safe. No, so he got he finished T19 with 11 other guys, so that gets dead heated into dead oblivion. Heated. Yeah. You basically just get your money back. Money back. Yeah, that wasn't great. So, but I mean a, a couple other guys that you know, I, I said before the tournament, you know, think, you know, guys that like, you know, the Brant Snedeker types that we're going to no. do well. You know, like they don't, you know, they don't really hit the ball that great, but they scramble putt. Well, well, you know, Rory Sabatini was one of those guys who finished 14th Adam Hadwin, you know, 26, you know, Noren was up there in the Libra before kind of fading. So yeah, Noren was, you know, that was, that helped up. You know, you liked Lanto a lot. Uh, yep. I had been burned too many times by him, but you liked Lanto and yep. he finished top 10 scoring. So yep. good. Good go, thing. So. I good thing. I good thing. I bet him instead yeah, of, right. instead of Cameron champ, Cam Davis and <laughs> Smith. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I thank you, Lanza, for coming through today over a matchup. But, uh, all right, <laughs> there, you go. there you go. Win a six thousand dollar range. I mean, Chalk was Lucas and Wyndham Clark. I mean, they both played. But they both well. did fine. Yeah, Lucas today. Yeah, thank Cashing God. Cashing the fo- the full dude, fuck it, thank God, dude. I mean, he's the only reason I didn't take a complete bath, right? Like, didn't take a complete bath. I plus five hundred. That helps out. 
Right. We'll take it. <laughs> right. that, that's, that's a fucking, nice payment for a top 20. That's fucking, that fucking helps out. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, the shameful, uh, the shameful outright on at Patrick Reed at one in the morning last night. Uh, <laughs> right. But it is what it is. But yeah, I mean, the, the, this, there was really no chalk down there, but I mean, there was definitely list. And listen, when, you can't complain about any, if you're in the $6,000 range, if they bust, it's a $6,000 player. You can't complain about it. Anything. No, anything I mean, I, I see a lot of red in here, which means, you know, just but mall naughty. Let's talk about now naughty for a second, man. It's two weeks in a row. This cat has been good. Well, now he should not have been a, that's not a Malnati course. <laughs> I know, but that's why we got to talk about him. So what the fuck? What I mean, doing? the dude, I mean, the dude scrambles his ass on he puts his ass off. That's what he, that's what he's been doing ever since last fall when he right. kind of went on so the summer ever since Sanderson. Yeah. This is somebody. We so I guess right. It till it fails, but I mean, he's doing it all on and around the greens. I mean, the gravy train is going to end with him at some point. So just to me last time after Siwoo and then Siwoo came out and missed the cut. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if he's playing the Phoenix open field up to take a look, but there we go. Sorry. Yeah, we'll see. But all right. So, all right, listen, we, uh, listen, it's not even Steve's fault. We went along this time. It's my fault. It's been a long day. And I want to talk about shit. And uh, you want to talk about movies for 10 minutes. Hey man, listen, you idiots in the fucking slack want to make terrible fucking calls. Like people haven't seen the Godfather. Like moon not that young. Like, listen, I'm not even fucking old. I'm 37 years old. Like, what the fuck? How haven't you seen the Godfather or the Godfather two? Like, what are you doing? Like, but you've, you've probably seen step it up or some weird shit with dancing kids gives a shit. Ugh, and you with your terrible fucking Irishman take. I'm still mad at you for it. Uh, I don't care how you try to. I stand by it. I don't care. You're fucking wrong. Um, the um, as far as Scorsese movies go, like the Irishman isn't even fucking top. It's definitely not top three. It might be top five. You got Goodfellas, mm-hmm. Mean Streets. Have you seen Mean Streets? Young De Niro and Young Harvey Keitel. I've not seen Mean Streets. Oh Jesus fucking Christ! I can't even talk to you. All right, fine. We're done. We're done with movies. We'll do it. We'll do a side when it's like slow and there's some weird, weird thing going on with golf. Like we'll just do a movie thing, and I'm just gonna yell and berate him for his terrible mob movie takes. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, uh, anything you want to take away from uh, the Euro Tour before we move on to? Uh, oh yeah, I forgot about that. So Paul Casey won. Uh, I didn't get up this morning to uh, watch the final round. I actually tried to sleep in a little bit because uh, toddler, my toddler uh, daughter was uh, quite a handful this week. But uh, the toddler. No. So so Paul Casey won. So I, I'm going to say something before everyone else says it. So there's something called the Omega Desert Dubai Classic Lean when you go to handicap the Masters. So this came about when Danny Willett won the Dubai Classic in 2016, won the Masters. Sergio Garcia won in 2017, won the masters. Then it got really popular. Like how Tong Lee won it in 2018 didn't win the masters, but he actually played. Okay. I think he finished around 30th. Um, I think Bryson won it one time. He didn't finish that. Well, uh, Chris and who didn't win it, but he finished second. I tried to jam that into our picks and uh, he was fine. He made the cut. Didn't hurt you, but didn't hurt you. You know, so Paul Casey wins it though. And Gosh. he has a really good career at the masters. So get ready for everyone to say, Hey, Paul Casey, 50 to one to win the masters. Hey, one desert Dubai classic, which I don't think there's anything really to it. I think it just, okay. so I, think Will, I think Will is just a really good player. And Sergio was, well, Will was a good player when he, before he just imploded and got injured. Right. You know, Sergio is an all time winner and, you know, all time great player. And I think they just happened to win two strong events and played well. And, 
I mean, I, I, I'm not going to say I'm an expert of the golf course that they play the desert Dubai classic at besides they have a really great, I mean, they have a great skyline that I think that tee shot on, I think 16 is pretty cool with a big, tall building. Yeah, absolutely. I've been to Dubai numerous times. Wow. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't think there's anything with that golf course. That's a direct correlation with Augusta national. The best you say, you say, don't get, don't go jump on Casey. No, I would, if you want to jump on Casey, I would do it based on his play rather than the fact he this random European tour tournament, but you're going to hear it a lot this week and probably hear it during masters week. I figure I'll just give you the heads up right now. Sweet. So ignore the noise then. All right. Well, listen, before we break down the, uh, the waste management open. Uh, listen, you want to get an advantage over the sports book when it comes to betting the Super Bowl? You need to download BetQL, the only app you'll need to make smart bets. They got you covered for Super Bowl with data on 70 plus prop bets. Looking to bet other stuff besides the Super Bowl? Of course, yeah, because you're a degenerate and you listen to a golf podcast. Uh, their best bet algorithm scans thousands of data po- points uh, to give you the best bet recommendation for every game and gives you the reasoning why each bet should be placed. Bet Q- BetQL has shop data uh, on college basketball, NBA, NHL, and of course, the Super Bowl. So if you want to get an inside edge for who the pros are backing, you need to check out BetQL. Plus, they have tons of sports books offers in your state. Head to the app store, Google play store and download BetQL. The best part is, is BetQL is running a super bowl special for up to 50% off head to betql.co and enter code SGP 50 for 50% off your first subscription. That's promo code SGP 50 at betql.co. All right. That was a long one. <laughs> you did a good job. Pal. Thanks buddy. <laughs> um, when it's a new one, it always kind of fucks me up. I don't know when I take my breaths. I, cause I talk so goddamn fast. Like <clears throat> I speak and run on sentences. I understand. And it's, it, and it's tough sometimes to do these. <laughs> All right. So let's uh, I'm going to let you just start with a preview. Let's talk about who's in the field. Give me some notables and then tell me what happens last year. Yeah. So why don't we start with what happened last year first before we get into the field. So um so last year was Tony Finau's Waterloo and we all saw what happened. Uh, he didn't actually really, I, I went back and looked at the, how the tournament played out and he actually didn't play very well. He got kind of fortunate to be in a position to win that tournament, you know, coming down the stretch, you know, a couple of guys kind of vomit all over themselves. You know, Xander was right in position. I remember I had a bet on him to win the tournament. I think like 18 to one, he was like two shots back and I'm like, all right, Xander's going to close it out. Nope. He was terrible in the final round sunk down the leaderboard. Webb actually looked like he was, you know, keeping up with Finau for a little bit. And then he hit it in the water on 15. And I thought, Oh, he's done. But then Webb birdied 17, 18 and Finau kind of made a little bit of a mess of those holes coming down the stretch. And then Webb ended up winning in the playoffs. So, you know, a couple other guys were, you know, Rom was in contention. He's always pretty good there. GT was in contention. So, you know, I mean, as far as this year goes, you know, Rom and GT are back, you know, they both are pretty good course history there. Um, you know, there's for reasons we'll talk about why they're good at the, at TBC Scottsdale a little later, you know, that's someone who probably is going to be, you know, on your radar should be Rory's actually never played this term before. He's actually in the field and that's pretty cool. So, I mean, there's not going to be as many fans this year. It's not going to be quite as raucous, but I, you know, this field always draws like, or this, this tournament always draws a really good field. And I think the fact that Rory with all the greatness he's done in his career that he's never played one of the most popular PGA tour events on the schedule is making his debut in Scottsdale. You know, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. So do we know what the count's going to be as far as like fans? So 5,000 in that's it? Uh, 
Well, so there's only 20, yeah, there's only 20,000 that are held in, um, was it the six, 16th, was 16? Yeah, 16. Yeah. That's almost the grandson. Now the event it's itself gets over 500,000 people walking through the gates a week. Yeah. Well, who gives it's a huge, right? Yeah. But it's, but it's only 5,000, which it'll be fine. They're still gonna make a ton of noise. And I mean, I think, I think just the fact there's going to be actually people there in yeah, the exactly. Like that. Yeah. That, it'll it'll create enough energy. It. I can't wait to hear it. Like, yeah, it's going to so, be awesome. Like, yeah, it, if you get, if you get 5,000 guys like me, like it's going to sound like 20,000 people. <laughs> and I mean, I, I typically hate fans at these PGA tour events. No way. The, this, Steve, Steve this, no way. This is no the one, ex, this is the one exception that where this is on it's my cool. Bucket. It because I mean, bucket. honestly, because honestly, this golf course sucks. It's not every golf course good. sucks. Steve. It's a Steve, typical, you think every golf course sucks. No, I don't think every golf course sucks. I think this one sucks though. And I mean, it's just, what it's about, a typical, it's a typical TPC golf course. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, well fine. But it is what it is. Jesus. I know, but like, it, it, okay. All right. The reason why this tournament gets so much hype, it's not because of the golf course, right? It's because of the that fans. That was the fans. Yeah. yeah. So if you take away that giant stadium out of the 16th, what do you think that hole looks like? Uh, yeah. Look, I hear you. Look, I yeah. get it. I hear what you're saying. It's a 150 yard par three with a two tier green and four bunkers. Whoop de fucking do. <laughs> you fucking kill me, bro. <laughs> So anyways, about this golf, I mean, let's say it's a TPC, the first 14 holes, <clears throat> there's not really a whole lot to write about. It's, it, it's a lot like Tory pines last week where all the par fours kind of look the same. Just everything's round in front of you. There's bunkers that kind of pinch the fairways in the landing zones, a big green guarded by a couple bunkers. It's fine. Like it just, it is what it is. Like there's no, a lot of like creativity, but you know, there are some really cool holes down the stretch that actually provide a lot of drama, which actually makes, you know, provides some intrigue. The tournament. So the 15th is a 550 yard par five uh, has water all the way down the left. It's actually a pretty intimidating tee shot because a, you usually hear, you know, you know, you're coming to the 16th, you hear all the fans, but you have yeah. water all the way left. You're like, don't hit left. Don't hit left. Don't hit left. And then, and then it's an Island green, which is kind of gimmicky, but yeah, you know, it had some drama. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, mo- it's not really a risk reward hole. Most p- players go for the green and usually aim for one of the bunkers. Cause it's pretty easy up and down from there for birdie, but you know, occasionally you'll get somebody hit out of the water there. So, you know, Webb last year and final round hit in the water left thought yeah. he was done and come back. So, and then we have the 16th, which I just talked about. Listen, the reason why the hole is great is because of us, the people, right? The hole itself is just fine. I mean, Honestly, the best hole in the golf course is not the 16th. It's the 17th. The 17th is a fantastic hole as far as risk reward. So you, it's 330 yards, drivable par four down. Yep. So you have a center line bunker about 270 off the tee that, you know, guards against anybody wants to lay up. You have water left. You got water long. I mean, it's, it's great. I mean, there's the most drama at this tournament comes at this hole. There's been a lot of pivotal moments there too. Like for example, in 2018, your boy, Brandon grace. <laughs> was tied with Ricky Fowler yeah. coming in the 17th. And he, he went for the pole driver yeah. and he hit his drive left into the drink yeah. at his tournament or a couple of years before that Ricky Fowler pulled driver and he hit the down slope of right in front of the green and the ball just whizzed by the yeah. green all the way through the green into the drink. And then he had losing Hideki Matsuyama in the playoff or you had last year with Tony Finau 
where he laid up, he ended up finding that bunker. He couldn't get up and down for birdie. Webb ends up birdieing that. He ends up birdieing 18, and then the rest is history. Finau still hasn't had a big win in his career. So, I mean, Dude, that's it's, cool. It's, it, it, Tony's not in the field this week, but fuck, man. So here's it's, so here's a funny thing about Finau. So before last year, he actually missed the cut of that event four straight years, and then finished second. Randomly. Yeah. It's it's coming for Tony. Like we we've been talking shit about him, but I'm pretty sure I'm gonna be putting some money on him for every tournament he's in from here on out. It's coming. So, so let it's, me ask you a question though. So let's say you go to this tournament. Where yeah. how, where are you spending most of your time? The 16th or the 17th? Uh, honestly, I'll probably go to the 16th for the golfers I want to yell at. <laughs> then I'll walk to the 17th for the actual golf. Like yeah. for the guys who are dead to me that have been on the boat that in theory, I've put a bullet behind there is like, that's who I'm going to scream at and hope to Christ they miss so I can really enjoy it. And then I'll walk to the 17th and enjoy golf. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think if I, if I was in Scottsdale on the weekend, probably Saturday. Yeah, go, definitely. That's Saturday. the best thing. Move day, baby. Yeah. yeah. I would probably spend 30% of the time there. Probably just a couple hours, maybe from like eight. Well, first of all, yeah, I get there at four in the morning, but like once play starts at like nine o'clock, wait, time off. You gotta get there at 4 a.m. Yeah, you gotta wait in line or to get in, dude. You can't just pay to get in. No, you can't. It's 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 general admission, man. You paid. So there's a video uh, that I put on my column this week that the no laying up guys, you know, did it, and it shows yeah. just the mass rush of people through the gates. Like you gotta get there early in order to get in the state in the 16th hole. You know, I smoke like a pack and a half of cigarettes a day. I can't run the fucking. 16th, oh, pe- people bro. are running to the 16th. In order oh. to get through place, it's the same thing at like all these events, like the Ryder Cup at Backpage. Like you got to get there like super early in order to get your spot. So, anyways, regardless, it makes I me was, sad because that's my if, bucket list shit. Let, let's say, let's say crowd wasn't a factor. Okay, being around a bunch of non-golf fans for four hours, just drinking, like just yelling, probably gets a little old, especially oh, when I'm just gets- watching essentially a 150 yard wedge shot for all these guys over and over and over. Yeah. Right. Is it fun to boo a couple of guys in the screen? Sure. Booing, is, get booing, booing is very underrated. Sorry. No. So booing. I probably would go, I probably would go for a couple hours, you know, have a couple drinks, have a good time. I'm with you. I would go to the 17th. Cause there's actually where there's some excitement with the golf Yeah, absolutely. These guys driving the green, go in the water. Yeah, shit. I mean, like, dude, even TPC yeah. Sawgrass, man. Like every year you go there, it's the same fucking thing. Like it's like uh, people are just there to be seen. Like, oh hey, how are you? And I'm like, like get the fuck out of my way. I'm trying to watch golf. Yeah, <laughs> cell like, phone down. I want to see this guy make this putt right now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, I know he's I know he's chipping for fucking eagle here. Fuck off, lady. Get the hell out of my face. I know you like Tiger Woods. Okay, great. Move, move. Go with your other Pontevedra friends and go have fun by the food trucks and fucking get out of my fucking way. <laughs> there we go. So, all right. So I think we're on the same page as how if you and I ever go there. We're yeah. probably spending. We're, we're at least going to check off the, you know, that off our bucket. Oh, list. Definitely, but listen, here's the deal. We're, though, gonna, we're gonna need to bring a wheelchair, and you're gonna have to fucking push me because I literally cannot run like that anymore. Like I told you, I, I got one. I got a bad knee, and I fucking smoke bots, bro. I can't run well, like that. Then unfortunately, we're spending all of our time in the 17th. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's and then fine. and then that's the 18th fine. hole. I mean, that that's a, that's a good closing hole. I mean, it's a typical. It's a typical, typical TPC template where you got water all the way down the left. It's a dog leg. I mean, it's usually there, but tough driving hole. You got three bunkers all the way on the right. You got water, water all the way down the left. And then after the water, you have church pew bunkers, which you don't usually see guys in there unless they just like, I mean, it's a 300 yard carry to that first bunker. But uh, a couple of years ago, 
you know, when Ricky finally got the lead and looked like he was going to win, he actually found himself in the church pee bunker, like in that fescue on that grass yeah, on top. I remember you. And the ball was like kind of, I think, suspended in the air. <laughs> now he still managed to get par, but that was the first time I can remember someone in contention actually being there. Like otherwise, most guys, you know, they try to hit like you know a big fade, started down the left, curves right, man's in the bunker is what it is. But you know, but it's a good closing hole. You know, it's a tough driving hole. So, you know, I mean, I think for the tournament, like the first fourteen holes are kind of a snoozer, snooze fest. But the last four, you know, which unfortunately are bumping up rating. It's the super bowl. Cause this thing always goes long. It's been to a playoff for the last five years. It usually goes into and the first quarter of the game. He's going to go into the first quarter. What times kicked oh, off? Like four out of five years, for the last five years, it went into the game. Man. Cause I want to parlay some fucking like outrights <laughs> into some fucking, into some football shit, some real degen shit. Well, I mean, that's what all the cross sport props are for too. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm going to write a column this week. Well, Ooh. those you want to, we'll, we'll get to that later. How about yeah, we we'll get, listen, we are already fucking an hour into this goddamn thing. Okay. So listen, we're going to try to speed through as much of this as possible. I got housekeeping. I got to do, we're going to have to hit on some stuff and guess what? Next one's going to be long too. It's my fault. Want to talk about movies. Had a couple of drinks today, had a family situation, whatever. We're good. We're just going to, we're going to take it as it goes. This one's going to be a little long. The next one's going to be a little long and you guys are going to like it anyway. So yeah, this on. is Boston Capitors, uh, bi-weekly, uh, therapy appointments. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Bi-weekly. I like that. Like I don't see it any other time. The, uh, which I don't actually, I really should though. Like the more and more I think about it and like, so guys, listen, completely off topic. See, look what you just did. Mental health is very important, right? So that that's the family situation that I'm dealing with. I have a loved one who has going through some mental stuff, man. And if you've got anybody who has any issues, man, just make sure you listen, get the F them, give them hugs, make sure they get the help that they need. And, uh, you know, don't not take it seriously. Um, you know, it's something that a lot of us are dealing with, uh, whether it's you or a loved one. And especially over the last year, it's been hot on a lot of stuff and, uh, yeah, man, that's it. That's my little, uh, that's my little PSA. Honestly, if there's any, if there's any advice you want to get coming out of this podcast, it's that like what I said was hundred percent sure. So yeah, don't ignore it. And uh, just make sure you're there for your loved ones, man. You never know. Uh, you never know when they're going to be gone. So, um, all right, man. So before we do that, let's just do some housekeeping. And that was uh, more sentimental than normal. So uh, better than Vegas. Uh, it's like YouTube, but for what DJs only care about sports betting. The best part is, is you get free video picks from the SBN crew. Uh, you got to make sure to subscribe to our page, sports podcast.com slash BTV. So you don't miss any of our videos and you'll get a notification every time we upload one. Uh, last week uh, I gave, uh, a whole bunch of uh, pre-tournament uh, losers other than I think uh, Luke list at uh, plus 500, where the hell it was <laughs> top 20. Other than that, you had to go to the Slack channel. So uh, get your little, get, you know, wet your beak on, uh, on the videos and then come to the Slack channel for uh, if we miss. Uh, and so, so go to sports, podcast.com slash BTV and subscribe to our better than dot Vegas page today. That's sports gambling podcast.com slash BTV. All right. So, what are, what are the players we're looking for here? So, I mean, there's two ways to go by kind of like last week where, you know, you kind of had to gauge players different way. Like if they're a long hitter, generally they go right to the top of the list, you know, length definitely has an advantage here. You know, there's a little bit more of a penalty from missing the fairway just because it's a little easier to hit fairways here. So if you're hitting out of the rough, it's not as great, but the rough is only about two and a quarter inches long. It's not completely unmanageable like it was last week. So, you know, long guys who hit it long and straight here, 
are pretty good. You know, your John Roms, you know, your Bubba's. I mean, Bubba doesn't really hit a straight, but he hits it a long way. Brooks, you know, he's done really well here. Hideki hits it a long way, hits it pretty straight. JT hits it long and pretty straight. Xander hits it long, pretty straight. Those are a lot of guys do pretty well here. So they can short up the golf course a lot by being able to kind of take some certain hazards out of play. You know, so it's not an overly long golf course. It's only about 7,200 yards long. You know, a lot of those types of guys are going to have, you know, short irons and wedges in the green. So that's always a big edge pretty much anywhere you go. But I mean, short accurate hitters can also have success here too, just because, you know, it's pretty wide quarters and, you know, the tour average of hitting fairways, about 66, 66% guys are hitting fairways at a little higher rate here. So there is a bit of a penalty I'm missing fairways because guys are doing it less often than these guys. And you know, if they're hitting out of fairways more then they can lean on the strengths of being really good ball strikers. So short knockers like, you know, Webb Simpson, you know, Ricky Spieth, Zach Johnson has been pretty good here too. So is, is Spieth in the field this week? Spieth is in the field. He didn't make my notables cause he doesn't really deserve to be notable. <laughs> I was just kidding. But I mean, so it's, it's a big variety of players that you can really target. So Kind of like last week, if you're a bomber, you know, as long as you don't really sp- like spray it all over the map, like you're Matthew Wolf or something. Yeah. You know, usually can find pretty good success here. If you're a short tactician, like a web or like a Kuchar's done well here, you know, as long as they're hitting fairways, they're really good with their mid irons. That's an advantage that they can roll in some putts. They're really big greens. So guys aren't really missing greens a whole lot either. So it's right. not like last week where small greens are always missing greens. Scram is important. Right. Most people actually are hitting greens and get, you know, can put the ball for birdie. So did you know, Mayhan did did Mayhan win here one year? Oh, I no, I don't think so. No, okay. So no, he did derail you. No, I'd have to go back. But and then just like yeah, sorry, guys. just like all around good quality ball strikers. Like and even guys who are like not very good on and around the greens, but. They're just really solid T degree and they do well here. Like, you know, Ben on has a really good course history here. You know, Scott Piercy, Russell Knox, Martin Lag guys who kind of struggle like with the small things, but just so damn efficient, you know, T to green, they find success here. So just quality ball strikers, those do pretty well. If they're shorter, you got to make sure they're good iron players, you know, maybe you can roll a lot, rock a little bit and then bombers, just as long as they're not spraying the golf course everywhere, you know, they're probably going to do pretty well here. All right. So man, it's a pretty good feel this week too, man. I mean, it's uh it's pretty strong. Like I'm happy with it. Like, I feel like, I feel like it's going to be, I think it's going to be good golf, man. Like, I don't know. It's going to be the two TV setup, but they fucking go to goddamn if they tap into the Super Bowl, though, but mm. no, they, they, they probably will. So, um, so you got any initial leans or honestly, no, not yet. No, right. I, I, I got to be honest, couple- man. Like I don't like, I just don't like, I fucking like, I, I immediately wanted, I want to be now. Uh, I want to see what JT JT's number is going to be at just cause I don't think outright, but what's he going to be at? Like top five, top 10, just cause I don't really know where he's at. And I had leading into this week. I wanted Brooks, but I don't trust Brooks after this week, man. Brooks, is, Brooks is a former winner. It's, he has first win PJ tour. I know. Look at you. You're talking yourself back into him already when you t- needed a No, break. I'm not. I just, I'm just making no. <laughs> so, so I, I I'm God. sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say, so I liked him. Um, and I, I want to be not to play this week. Like, it, like, because he's been riding how, how he's been like, I mean, top five, Tony's a joke, but like that it's coming. It's coming for that dude. It is. I was actually kind of hoping he was in the field so I could fade him this week. But uh, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, anyway, so I, I mean, a couple, 
little liens I have. I, I don't know exactly where I don't put my money on for players, but there's a couple things you can look at. So kind of like last week at Torrey Pines, not a lot of long shots win here. So, you know, the Got last time a real out of nowhere winner came was Kevin Stadler, you know, Craig Stadler's kid uh, back Holy in 2014. Shit. So I couldn't even find odds for him <laughs> before the tournament, but so um, Jeff Sherman, the Westgate, he has an archive of you know odds and he was actually, Kevin Stadler was included in his field bet at the end. So he was okay. at least 151. So Yikes. other than that, it's the biggest long shot to win was Gary Woodland at 50 to one 2018. I mean, he's it's Gary Woodland. He's not, he's a good player. You know, Hideki's won here twice. You know, Hideki won when he was 10 to one and 25 to one. Brooks was 40 to one. Uh, Ricky won in when he was 20 to one. And then Webb last year, he was 14 to one. I remember saying last year, I'm like, Webb Simpson, 14 to one to win a tournament. Like, come on. That, that, that's not good. Value. And won. Yeah. But yeah, what, what, what so, do we always, what do we always say? It's only fucking good value if it hits. Right. Right. So, I mean, kind of like with Tory Pines, and we saw it again this week, Patrick Reed won. Mm. I mean, big favorite. Don't go nuts with your long shot. Don't bet Luke list, dude. Don't bet Luke list to win the tournament. He's not going to win. <laughs> Try to limit how crazy you know, the outrage. So yeah, I think, I think I'm going to have to do that this week. Right. Yeah. Cause like, like I said, like if, if I didn't go fucking nuts with uh, some of my outrights and whatever, man, I had money to burn after fucking see and Terrell had. So whatever, man, I wanted to have fun. I wanted yeah, some, and, uh, and, I, and that's the thing with this tournament. Like when you get these tournaments where the golf course is really straight on front of you, there's no tricks. It's not really a putting contest. Like we get to some of these tournaments, yeah. the cream's going to rise to the top. Like the best ball strikers are going to end up winning. So keep it limited. So, I mean, again, like, you know, just target quality ball strikers who, you know, fit the attributes to talk about. And then last thing, cause you're going to hear it again this week. Uh Oh, this is not a Bermuda grass golf course. Despite the fact that there is Bermuda grass as the initial layer, this is an overseeded golf course. They overseeded the golf course in October and the fairways and rough are 80% rye grass and the greens are a mix of bent POA. So if you use a certain database where you can check the little box saying how they do. And I know, and I checked TBC Scottsdale is included in their Bermuda grass database. That's right. not going to help you. It doesn't matter. You're going to get the Wyndham, you're going to get Sedgefield country club. You're going to get Wiley. You're going to get all these pure Bermuda greens that put a certain way. Right. This is more like a bent poem mix. So if you want to look at putting stats, if you really care about that stuff, the golf courses you really want to look at are places like, you know, Silverado resort. That's the Safeway open Riviera, you know, the annex, that's an overseas golf course, you know, from a couple of weeks ago, you know, that's overseas. You can take a look at that Murfield village. You know, that's a bent poem mix TBC river highlands. That's also a bent poem mix. You know, those are the actual putting surfaces that better correlate to this golf course. And then, you know, just kind of looking at like, who has done well here. And like some of the tournaments that like you can wait, I mean, like I see like a lot of guys who do well at the Memorial do well here, like, you know, like Hideki Rom, you know, JT Kucher speed or not speed, but uh, you know, like uh, who else? Like, like those types of guys like done the Memorial do well. I also see kind of like a TBC deer run correlation mm. a little bit too. I mean, I, I, I look at like from like where the bunkers are off the fairway, they look a little bit the same with TBC deer runs. So like, I mean, Spieth is in this list, you know, Zach Johnson, Daniel Berger is pretty good at the, uh, you know, the John Deere classic. So there's a little bit of a correlation there too. Um, okay. but overall, I mean, I think if you just keep it simple, kind of like last week where just really good ball strikers or, you know, if, 
you know, if they're accurate guys, like they're just go with their irons. I think that's going to play out pretty well for you. All right. Well, fuck man. I like when long shots win it means more money, but I guess we'll just double up uh, the shorter bets, right? We're, we're not in long shot season. Like we got I this. Know. Well, actually, you know what? Next week, long yeah. shot. Oh yeah, long shots win every other year at Pebble. So huh. oh, oh yes, oh Christ, uh, yeah. Oh, you, nice. and no am and no am and they're fucking and they're not rotating the courses, right? Uh, no, they're rotating the courses. I thought they were rotating. What? Well, that's courses. that's next. That's next week. This week is about Phoenix. This this week is about getting our money back. All, All right. right, fine, whatever. Listen, I'm fuck. We're basically even from last week. We are fucking flush from the week before. So what the fuck ever. I need to fix my DFS shit. So we'll do some deep dives. Uh, <laughs> trying to break down this shit. And listen, if everybody, sh- damn, everybody on the fucking fifty to one over the last six years. Yes. All right. This means go heavier on the ones you love. That's all that means. So, all right, man, let's thanks. Sir. Thanks for putting up with this fucking off the rails podcast. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, listen, so Tuesday night, we'll come out with our DFS and betting breakdowns. And uh, we'll give you guys some green screens, some nice uh, matchups, top fives, top tens, top twenties. You guys know the deal uh, for myself, Boston Capper. You can follow me on Boston underscore Capper on Twitter and to uh, follow the, uh, the brain of the operation, Steve, the God of himself, Shermer. Uh, you got to go come to our Slack channel, which is at the bottom of all his articles. So go to uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com to go find those, click on those, and come join us in Slack, man. We got some new guys uh, in this past week, man. And uh, it's fun to have some fresh blood in there. And yeah, come join the party, man. So uh, until Tuesday, motherfuckers, do some research. Finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.